0: Welcome to what I'm hoping is the last uh, reality <laughs> breach of 2020 uh, where we're, we're coming in real hot uh, to, with today being 1229. I've got two days to get this released, so let, let, let's hit the ground running with me today is the one and only unapologetic geek himself, Jarius Thomas. Uh, we've talked a few times this year uh, about yes. 2020 and the the, the, the weirdness of what it is and what we've had to deal with. Uh, but I don't think we've actually sat down, gone over all the shit that's gone down this year, and just, re- just, just gave 2020 a resounding middle finger.
1: No, we have not. And it's time. It's beyond time. It's past time. But it's definitely time, if that makes sense at all.
0: <laughs> yes, yes. Let's close out the year with a big fuck you 2020. Yes. And so that's why you're here. Welcome to the show,
1: Jarius. Well, thank you. It's always a pleasure. It's always uh, great that you just let me come on here and just give soliloquies and diatribes about things that I find absolutely ridiculous or hilarious.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's what I'm here for, man.
1: (laughs) It's it's great. And and before we get started really thank you for giving uh giving me a voice a, or a platform to express myself freely as well as everybody on the reality breach team of um, uh, black pocket uh yourself the tm nt podcast the james world podcast is pretty cool by the way like you know all these shy, these uh, different shows one uh, of those the the kids the dead kids Oh, Dead Scene Kids, yeah. Yeah, 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 they're all cool, so. Yeah, we. I, I think I speak for all of them when I say, fuck you, I'm sorry, uh, <laughs> when I say, <laughs> thank you, thank you for the platform. Well, you are very
0: welcome. Uh, how, how has 2020 treated you, just on a personal level?
1: On a personal level, to be honest, 2020, as far as accomplishments and things I've done, and... And the impact that it's had positively has been one of my better years. And I know somebody is probably rolling their eyes about it right now, but it, it really has. Like, uh, If we take away all the fluff and bullshit, which we're definitely going to get into, um, I accomplished some things. And my wife, my wife started a photography business and it's doing very well. It, Be the Epitome is the name of it on Facebook. Go check out her pictures um, and book Definitely book, uh, but she's done an amazing job with her business, and I've done a little bit of videography here and there. I've started grilling and smoking, um, and I've honestly gotten pretty good at it. At least that's what i have been told. And I just I got a lot of I got a lot of things done. Just um, and being at home allowed me to kind of decompress and kind of unpack some of the shit. In my mind, because, of course, there's a daily grind, but you don't. Driving is a daily grind, by the way. And it's one of those things where I don't know how I'm going to adjust when I have to actually go back into an office again. (laughs) So I'm looking for for remote. I'm looking for remote jobs like a madman (laughs) at this (laughs) point. But, yeah, it's it's actually been, been pretty
2: cool.
0: Like, I, I really like the perspective that you have on the year because, you know, people go into each year with like these giant expectations of well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do this. I'm going to blah, 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 blah. I'm going to gonna, gonna yeah. get further my career. And you're like, I got really good at making a brisket. So it's a pretty good fucking year. Let me tell you something, man.
1: <laughs> the art of smoking perfect ribs is <laughs> one of the few joys in my life. Where I'm like, I didn't know I really needed this. It it really like if you go and I, of course YouTube and and Google are are the definition of the information superhighway. I know the internet as a whole mm-hmm. is what that's supposed to be, but Google and YouTube have done a good job of kind of narrowing all that down, you know, <laughs> so you're not getting the information overload and. Dude, it's, so, it's people that are really passionate about this. But the fucking recipes, man. The recipes. <laughs> Dude, if I ever get a chance, I'm going to smoke you some ribs. I promise you. I promise you you're going to be like, holy shit. Like, you're going to be thankful for 2020. because <laughs> I got you. <laughs> I got okay, you. Okay. Apples, Deal. Applesauce changes the game when it comes to barbecue. Everybody remember that. Wow. Applesauce and uh, apple juice
0: noted noted yeah let's talk about something that me, me and you have not talked about this year and it was a big big point of contention just in the world and that was sports mm-hmm. we kind of touched on it earlier this year and in, in april of all months uh but we didn't talk about basketball okay. and, and as you know in in march everything shut down including the nba and the nba ended up coming back but it wasn't for what four or five months
1: Oh, yeah, it was gone for a while. July. Yeah, it was gone until July. So, yeah, you're you're right. Uh, Right on with the three month in that range. Yeah, let's 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 talk about the bubble. Do you know how surreal it is to because that's during the time where really only baseball is key. Yep. It was weird in July watching basketball on a competitive level. I'm going to tell you what I appreciate about the bubble. I am a fan of tournaments of any sort. Mm -hmm. It's something cool about everybody being in one location and this is it. We're going to have it out. And the games were very entertaining.
0: Yes. Um, the, The games were competitive.
1: Yes, they were. And a lot of teams just, they changed their chemistry during that time. You had a lot of time off. Um, and then you just, players came back fresh. I think the the break did wonders for LeBron James. Um, <laughs> he came back focused, renewed. I don't care what anybody says. That man is hurting. <laughs> like, he, at that point, he was pretty sore, but it allowed the, the Lakers, who actually were trending in the right direction, to kind of course correct even more and and get on the run that they went on the big surprise was the Phoenix Suns. I truly enjoyed watching that team for a little time. They were there. Um, the the, the Trailblazers, Damian Lillard being the, the bubble MVP that was fitting because he balled his ass off. Mm-hmm. I get credit that, And I kind of, in a funny way, I predicted on another podcast that he would be the MVP of the, uh, 1920 season. And I, I, wasn't right, but I really wasn't wrong the way it <laughs> ended up working out. <laughs> uh, and, and the Lakers winning—that was, you know, its own thing. But wasn't it hilarious seeing the Clippers fall?
0: Dude, like, I finally thought that the Clippers were doing things right until I actually started <laughs> watching them play basketball, and I was like, how the, how do you fuck this up?
1: I'm gonna tell you what's crazy i I already was kind of on the fence with Paul George. Now I absolutely despise him. One thing that bothers me in sports this it, it, on a on a bigger scale. I enjoy seeing apex athletes alpha you know alpha athletes whether they're male or female. I enjoy that that bravado that badass component. We had the last dance this year which showed you how much of a badass Michael Jordan was. Kobe Bryant, who uh, unfortunately we lost, also a badass in his own right. LeBron James has some of that quality now. For Paul George, after they were eliminated unceremoniously by the Denver Nuggets, for him to come out and say, we didn't feel like this was a championship or bust season, absolutely drove me crazy.
0: Like,
1: isn't every year? Especially when you Shouldn't have these kind of expectations. That. Especially when you have this kind of expectations. If you remember when he was with the Pacers, people thought that because Paul George was on that team, they had a chance to not knock off any LeBron James team. He froze yep. up in those moments. When he didn't have expectations, which was in OKC, he did well until the team was really good and he was the MVP candidate. And then they ended up getting eliminated in the first round. He is completely unreliable. He just is. Mentally, you do not know what you're going to get with him. And you know what's a shame? If he had Kobe Bryant's mentality, Paul George would be the best player in the world. I truly do believe that. Just looking at his skill set, his build, he plays defense well, he has a pure jump shot. If he had... Fucking, a fucking heart. (laughs) He would be, he would be incredible. He would be a world beater. He would, but I mean, here we are, and the Clippers. Last year, that was the year to do it because now the Lakers have the championship swag, and honestly, the Dallas Mavericks was a Chris Staff's Porzingis away from eliminating them in the first round last Uh, year,
0: dude. Yeah, I really, really liked watching the Mavericks.
1: Yes, I like watching him now. I like Luca. I'm a Luca guy.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: so and, Lu- yeah, and I,
0: he's what like 21 years old. Like Luca, he's young as fuck. He has like 15 years of domination, dominating in front of him.
1: Yeah, like, he's one of those guys you're gonna hate to see coming. After a while, um, Giannis, Giannis, is getting there. He still needs a jump shot, of course, which he was exposed uh, for his lack of jump shot. Um, at the uh during the playoffs but miami is a team that i i really enjoyed watching too i liked watching that grit that they had that that never say die attitude i really enjoyed that team i don't think they're ever going to do that again to be honest mm, um, maybe unless unless bam out of bio continues to trend upward because he looks like one of those players that's going to be positionless that he can do so many things on the floor uh, if he continues to improve, then yeah, they, they could be a contender for years to come. But uh, it was it was a overall pleasant experience as far as how the NBA bubble went. How did you feel about it? I <clears throat>
0: it was probably the most basketball I've watched in a while. Um, I, I tend to only watch playoffs just because that's what matters, you know.
1: Um, right. And i here
0: in the you know in the bubble in the vacuum every, everything was just so regimented and and you knew exactly when they were playing who they were playing and mm-hmm. it it was there was nothing else to watch like there was no live sports <laughs> going on like baseball couldn't get its head out of its ass like oh my god it, it was it was just a fun little experiment it was almost like club basketball yeah And yeah, and uh, and
1: still, they're the only ones that did that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, And and one thing I really liked, and uh, I've heard other podcasts, one other podcast mention it, but having only the players and the coaches and the refs out there playing really changed the dynamic of the game itself, because yes, when you know, when you're driving to the basket and you have to worry about running into a cameraman under the goal, mm-hmm. you kind of have to adjust your approach. But I'll take it a step further. In the bubble, you could just go 100% knowing that you're not going to dive into seven fans when you make your layup.
1: Right, right. So I never just thought impressive. about that. Yeah, I never thought about that perspective, but I got one that I did think about. In the bubble, you don't have to worry about Russell Westbrook making a ridiculous duck and the crowd hyping him up. Oh, that too. <laughs> and when I tell you that takes a hit on momentum, some teams actually play better away from their own crowd. Some teams play worse away from their own crowd. The dynamic shifted so much um during that, that playoff as far as you, you really saw the teams that had trouble adjusting without crowd noise. And you saw the teams that thrived, you know, without it. However, if I just wonder how the crowd would have been for that Miami team at those Miami home games.
0: Oh, they, they would it, it would have been a difference maker, probably.
1: Exactly, exactly. So it, it's it's one of those things. Um, it just it was weird at first. It still kind of is weird, especially when you look at it. From, and in the NBA, who you know you normally see their crowds a lot. Uh, NFL not so much because the camera angles and everything didn't really change. But as we know, you know that the NFL the crowd is a fixed step counts and things like that. So it's it's been very interesting to see how teams have adjusted and how they play better or yeah. worse.
0: Yeah, yeah. The the, the, the I, a couple of things about the bubble though. A lot of people want to write that season off as, you know, an asterisk. It's like, oh, this yeah, isn't real yeah. basketball, or it's not real NBA. And I kind of get it, because the NBA has the built-in pressure. It has the the crowds, it has the 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 pomp and circumstance of being the best basketball in the world. Mm-hmm. But also, when you dumb it down into this bubble situation, it's only about the basketball. Uh yes. So it's, it makes it's, it it's like this. Yeah, it makes it pure, which it's kind of this double sided thing. It's like it's not what you'd expect it to be, but it's more pure than you would have expected it to be. So mm-hmm. I, I'm willing to not put an asterisk on last season just because it was so unique and difficult in its own way that. Right. It's kind of remarkable that it even happened.
1: It, it is, and to to be honest, I think it was a lot more difficult because it was more of a mental game for those guys in there because they're away from their families that entire time. Yeah. So that's another part of it, and then you have the 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 dread of COVID nineteen and possibly getting it in the air. Um. So I I give props to that. it. It's it's not an anomaly, and then it would be different if the fucking <laughs> Phoenix Suns would have won the championship. Then at that point, I'm entertaining asterisk talk because under normal <laughs> circumstances, ain't no way they're gonna win the championship, right? But it was a team that won that it made sense. Like, okay, we the Lakers were contenders the whole year. We can't take away the fact that they were one of the best teams in the league uh, and eventually crowned the best team in the league. We can't take that away because they we weren't playing in front of the crowds. So. Yeah. yeah.
0: I'm fine with <laughs> uh, anything else about basketball before we jump into something else because we've been r- remarkably positive about basketball
1: we we have uh but you know things can change very quickly especially if the nfl is next hey guess what let's talk about the nfl No. <laughs> <laughs> okay um so for the people listening we are all in a, a fantasy football, um, <laughs> fantasy football league in one form or another. Uh, I've been playing fantasy football for well over ten years now. I have never been this stressed out playing this game <laughs> ever, <laughs> ever, and it's not because this is my first year uh playing for with you know an actual prize cash prize on the line mm-hmm. uh, and. Not only was is that the case in your league, I'm actually in a championship right now for another league where I'm playing for a cash prize. Um so that's jeez. Uh but COVID nineteen made its way into NFL into NFL locker rooms and thus it made its way into NFL uh fantasy or my my bad fantasy football. Mm-hmm. Do you know how stressful it is to essentially feel like you've won a game on a Monday only to find out the NFL has announced a Tuesday game (laughs) with a player that the opposing team has who may or may not go off? Let's just sit down and think about that. Dude, it, it, it was a week not too long ago. The, because of the Ravens. Mm-hmm. Do you remember we had football Thursday, Sunday, Monday, and Tuesday? And if I'm not mistaken, I think we had a Wednesday game this year. Yep. Yep. There, there, there
0: the was what a is Wednesday going game.
1: On? And keep in mind, people, Thursdays are normally when other games are played. You had Thursday games being flung to the next week with matchups you were looking forward to. It was it was just it was freaking insane, but I will give the NFL credit for this. After uh who did they have to cancel a game for? It was early in the year, Tennessee. It was Tennessee. Tennessee and the Steelers. Yep. Which is why the Steelers are so pissed off about how COVID nineteen has been handled because it's affected them twice. They canceled mm-hmm. that game. I love <laughs> I love that they forced Denver to play against New Orleans. <laughs> I so, absolutely loved it So
0: there, I've heard a lot of uh, uh, criticisms about how you know the, the handling <laughs> of it. It's like <clears throat> it, it depends on how good your team is as to how the <laughs> your game is. Yeah. Because we know Denver blows, so it, it, them sucking versus the same,
1: <laughs> n- you know,
0: didn't change anything. It just kind of gave you know Taysom Hill a week off. Right but right. The, their justification kind of makes sense, so it does all, all of all of Denver's quarterbacks were not COVID positive, they were <laughs> contact
2: COVID friends.
0: contact risks risks. Yeah. and since there was no actual danger to anyone's health by playing the game they kept the game on schedule any games where there were enough positive like tests they delayed them right so i get it it looks really bad on paper but i get it Uh, one thing i'll give the nfl and i don't know if this is a positive thing probably not but they have stuck to this schedule and said fuck (laughs) your team
1: yes. They have. The only time they wavered was with Tennessee and the Steelers. And I think everybody was so pissed off. They were like, okay, you know what? Mm -hmm. If you have anybody on your team that gets sick, that's a starter, we don't care who it is, and they cost you that scheduled game, you're going to go out there with whatever you have. Even as Denver found out, you don't have a quarterback. Literally
0: don't have a quarterback.
1: Dude, it was so funny. Like, the the game itself isn't funny. It's the scramble to find a quarterback that made me laugh. (laughs) Denver was going to make one of the coaches a quarterback. (laughs)
0: And then the NFL is like, yeah, you can't do that. No, you
1: cannot do that at all. Go on the practice squad, find you someone, and come back and talk to us. A guy who was a receiver, God bless him. He was a receiver, played quarterback in, in college, some quarterback. He had to go out there. That game was as abysmal as you would think it
0: would be. Oh, yeah, yeah. They
1: didn't have a completion until the second
0: half. Yeah, I think I think he was what one for three or something.
1: Yeah, something crazy like that. (laughs) Yeah, it was nuts, man. Like it was surreal, but I respected how the NFL handled it. They were like, "We're not gonna, we're not gonna babysit you all." Yeah, yeah. It's
0: grown ups. Fuck your team. Just fuck your team. Is. Man, and, and and like, you know, when all this COVID stuff started, it was like, oh, if you get if you test positive, you quarantine for two weeks, blah, 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 blah. The NFL is like,
1: fuck that.
0: Fuck that. <laughs> like, if you test positive, we'll delay your game 48 hours. Figure it out.
1: Right. <laughs> and I'm Here's like, Jesus thing. Christ. That's the first time it came up. <laughs> and it was insane. Let's talk about the second time it came up and it was insane. It just happened this past weekend. Imagine being a Browns fan. Oh, yeah. You are riding high. Your team, first of all, they have secured a winning record for the first time since, what is it, 2007, I believe. That's a long time, okay? Like, presidents have come and gone. Republics have risen and fallen during that time. (laughs) do. You're, you're almost there. On the one hand, you have the Steelers who are kind of coming back crashing down to earth, but you have a chance to get a division spot from them, and they're playing against the Colts, right? You On the other end, you see Lamar Jackson, the would-be Superman of, of Baltimore who got COVID-19, got sick, couldn't play, that cost his team a game that made you all, you know, it put you all in a better position. Mm-hmm. And you just lost to them. The team in front of you is the Jets, who are dogs. They are vying to get Trevor Lawrence next year, and we'll get to why they lost out on that in just a moment. <laughs> all you have to do, and if me and my wife and I have this running joke, whenever someone who doesn't know anything see something that they think they can do, they normally say, all you have to do is this. You know, say, look, all you gotta do is just remove a, remove a tumor from the guy and he's gonna be all right. You know, that's just how people on the outside look at me and say things. Well this is me. All you have to do is steamroll the Jets. And you have one of the best offenses in the entire NFL. And what do you do? <laughs> Your wide receivers get COVID 19. <laughs> well, and no, at least one of them. And contact tracing means that all of them have to sit at home. The Browns panicked. They panicked. They stopped running the ball and everything. And they got Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt, two of the be- one of the best running back duos in the NFL. They just stopped running the ball. What happens? Exactly the most Browns thing you could ever see. They get rolled by the Jets. Rolled. That game was not as close as the, the score indicated. They get rolled by the Jets. And what happens now? <laughs> they... <laughs> okay, the Browns have to win, right? Here's mm-hmm. the thing. Baltimore is going against the Cincinnati Bengals. You can count that one. Miami may be the best out for them to stay in because they have the Buffalo Bills who hmm. are playing for seeding purposes. So they're going to be starting everybody. Uh, who else is it? Uh, the the Colts. The Colts have to play against the um. Oh, what's the other Jacksonville. That's an easy one. They're going to breeze through that one. Yeah. Tennessee yep. has a play against Houston. They're going to breeze through that. Dude. Do you realize the Browns have to beat the Steelers, who are trying to stay the number two seed in the AFC? They have (laughs) to beat the Steelers in order to secure a playoff spot. How perfect is this, right? (laughs) It's the most Browns thing ever.
0: That's true. That's true. But but I don't think it's going to be that tough. <clears throat> like this, I, I think the Steelers have announced that Roethlisberger is not going to play and
1: because be, listen, well, yeah, like like
0: the Steelers cannot get the one seed,
1: right, right. That's and, so
0: it's not that big a deal if they yeah. lose.
1: And then the two seed has to play anyway, so yeah, yeah. it's like you said, it, it's not a big deal. But it's it's set up for the Browns to be the Browns, though. We can agree on that, right?
0: Oh, yes, absolutely.
1: It's set up for them to just fuck this up. Yep. And yep. Lamar is going to demolish Cincinnati. And the Colts mm-hmm. are going to demolish Jacksonville. Yep. There's no doubt in my mind. Like, they have some to, to, on the line. And it's just it's so insane. And the NFL, and it goes back to on the, the fantasy thing, too. This is the most I've paid attention to to waiver wires, to injury reports and everything like that, because COVID-19 can come out of nowhere and change our entire lineup and change the entire makeup of the NFL. But I will say this through all of this foolishness, this is one of the most entertaining and unpredictable years in the NFL I've seen. The Buffalo Bills are fantastic to watch. Yes, they are. Like J- Josh Allen, I remember going in. How many questions people had about him, and you know whether he's a franchise quarterback, and the way he's handling his handle on that offense is amazing. To the point where I'm like, okay, the Chiefs might be in trouble if they have to play against that team, right? Um,
0: yeah. Oh. The, the, Chiefs, the, day, the Chiefs will lose to the the Bills if they play the I Bills. Can see it.
1: I absolutely, I absolutely yeah. can see it because they have the firepower. They have the firepower to go back and forth with, and and Mahomes isn't the X factor that he is against other teams when it comes to uh, to the Bills. And by the way, have you kind of gotten a glimpse of the brewing rivalry between him and Josh Allen? No. It's, uh, it's about who can. It's about who can. Who has the bigger arm? And now <laughs> it's turning into this thing where is Josh Allen not necessarily equal to Pat Mahomes, but is he the guy? Is he the Tom Brady to Pat Mahomes, Peyton Manning, or however you want to put it? Like, are these going to be the two guys that are trading blows, you know, for years to come? And Josh Allen, I I don't know about the outlook, but right now, as hot as that team is playing, I can absolutely see them in the Super Bowl. Uh,
0: Yeah, yeah. I I completely agree. Uh, Josh Allen reminds me, of uh brett Favre,
1: a lot a, a lot, lot. But it's, it's, like when, it, when, when
0: last year uh-huh. in in the game that they lost in the the playoffs was it to the texans yes yeah yeah like the only reason they lost that is because of some brett Favreian fuck up that, <laughs> it was. that josh allen did so it, if they can you. just rein in some of his his uh gusto i i feel like He's gonna win at least a Super Bowl or two.
1: He is the best parts of Brett Favre right now. Is Brett Favre not the big piece, right? That is what Josh Allen is, and he, they are fun to watch. And I'm really looking forward to a matchup between them and the Chiefs with, with the playoffs, uh, with you know a, a Super Bowl berth on the line or something like that. That game is gonna be fantastic. Um, and then with the Chiefs. Like, even the lower seeds, they'll have a handle on. But depending on, you know, how things pan out, the Chiefs could very well see a team that has the makeup to beat them early. Uh, To me, the Tennessee Titans, they have what it takes. They just have to mitigate uh, the Chiefs scoring a lot early, which is what happened. Well, no, they actually held them down last year in the AFC Championship game, and then they just let loose. But I don't see Baltimore being a problem for the Chiefs um, because I think they get ahead far enough to where, you know, Lamar Jackson's running isn't as big of a deal. Mm -hmm. But the Bills, I can see the Bills, I can see Buffalo, and I can see their defense with the Colts being problematic.
0: I don't know. Outside of Green Bay, I, I can see any playoff team beating any playoff team. Like, like most of the teams are not d- completely locked down, like they have been in the past. So, like even right. the Chiefs, who seem infallible, th- they've been playing lackadaisical football for past two months. Yeah. Even though they're 15 and one.
1: Yeah, and that that bye week is going to do them a lot of good because Andy Reid is fantastic off of bye weeks. Yeah. So it's going to do them a lot of good. Um, but but,
0: both, but but yeah, both sides, AFC, NFC. Any team can beat any team,
1: yeah
0: when it comes to they, the, the 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 playoff teams
1: and getting over to green bay uh, yeah <laughs> yeah they 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 they're all clicking and i I think even though you remember um uh, when when I can't think of the coach's name, but when they announced him, he kind of had that contentious relationship with Aaron Rodgers coming out of the gate.
2: Mm
1: -hmm. Now they're best friends, clearly. (laughs) This offense is the offense that Aaron Rodgers was begging for from Mike McCarthy, right? It's dynamic. They strike quick. The defense is solid. He has a good defense to, to back him up. Green Bay, for all intents and purposes, should be in the Super Bowl. However, with the NFC, we quickly found out, and you more so painfully than me, what is supposed to happen doesn't necessarily always happen <laughs> when it comes yes. to the NFC. So, yes, yeah, on paper, it should be Green Bay and Buffalo. I'll say that.
0: OK, is is that is that your official or are, are those your picks? Because I, cause I guess we we're in a good position right now to give official picks.
1: My official, on paper, it should be Green Bay and Buffalo. My official pick, I think is going to be a rematch of Super Bowl one, and it's going to be Green Bay and uh, Kansas City. Okay. I think that's what Kansas City.
0: So oh, so you're just going one seed all the way through, huh?
1: Oh, well, yeah. Now, if we, yeah, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> but I will say this. The Rams are a Jerry Goff away from probably upsetting everybody.
0: Well, they just they, they, they just re-signed Blake Bortles, so
1: hell no, anything's uh, possible. Yeah, anything is possible in 2020. The other team that if they get hot enough, you probably want to watch out for is Seattle. But I think yeah, I think at some point, again, we've seen we've seen teams just get hot and Seattle kind of is quietly heated up, but they're not dynamic enough to make you just lock them in. Yeah. Yeah. So, what are your
0: picks? I'm gonna say Buffalo, Green Bay. As much as I want to say Buffalo Saints, I haven't trusted like the Saints' performance the past since since Breeze has gotten back. Mm -hmm. I'm I'm hoping that the hit wait his what five weeks off. I'm hoping that he's rested enough to be able to just carry them through the playoffs. But I just I don't trust them. I love them, yeah. but I don't trust them.
1: Yeah, yeah, I, I trust them more than Tampa Bay, i tell you that. Yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, but I, I also want to throw, throw a couple bold predictions
1: in here. Mm-hmm. Go
0: ahead. Uh, um, the Washington football team is going to win a sp- playoff game. <laughs> they are And safe. throw a wrench into everything, because Alex Smith is going to come out with a chip on his shoulder.
1: They are going to plunge us into chaos, right?
0: yes that's gonna happen
1: and, and who do they have they have the giants right uh that's the team and they found themselves in a pre- precarious predicament where they actually have to win yeah. um and that, uh, by the way Dwayne Haskins absolutely deserve to be cut 100 you know, yes yeah you know I'm 100 percent with it uh but they are in a a Interesting position in that, and that's why they cut him, because we need to at least be able to rely on you to come in and fill in if another quarter. That's that's what a QB2 is. You, you're you supposed to step in, take over the offense, and run it. In the event that QB1 is and he's incapable of even doing that, so what's the point of having the morale, right? Yeah. But could you imagine if the Cowboys some kind of way do this? They they, they can technically still getting, make the playoffs. Here's you the know, thing. If you go back and look at how great that offense has looked over the past few weeks, I could see them upsetting somebody.
0: Okay, okay, then I guess the bold prediction is somebody from the NFC East is going to win a playoff game.
1: Yeah, they're going to win one playoff game. It's going to be a one-and-done game. And it looks like it's going to be Tampa. (laughs) (laughs) It does. It does. But yeah, the Washington Washington football team, uh, what's the key's name? Defensive line. Oh, he's oh, wow. been amazing. He's been amazing. He's put like, he's going to be the defensive rookie of the year. And maybe even the defensive player of the year. Oh, I can't remember his name, but he's been killing uh, opposing quarterbacks all year. And, of course, you don't really see it a lot because it's a Washington football team. Hell, The team doesn't even really have a name. Yeah. But he has been amazing for them. And uh, he was their first round draft pick.
2: Okay. Okay.
0: Well, the, the like the 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 WFT, the, like the, the Washington football team is a good football team.
1: Yeah, they, they are.
0: Just don't have a quarterback that they can keep upright for two you know, you know, two games in a row.
1: If it weren't for uh if it weren't for Flores over in Miami with the fantastic job he's done with the mm mm-hmm. Mhm. I would put Ron Rivera in there for Coach of the Year, even with a no, losing without record. Without a doubt. Yeah, with the losing record, what he he really turned, uh, he, he really took shit and turned to sugar. With yeah, that team, yeah, and they uh, they are much more competitive. Than they have any right to be.
0: And I'm calling it now. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jacksonville's gonna get the number one pick, and and they're gonna they they are gonna win the the Trevor Lawrence. You know, sweepstakes, sweepstakes, uh, which means they're going to cut Gardner Minshew,
2: <laughs> okay.
0: who will then be signed by the Washington football team. OK, and then the Washington football team is going to go like 12 and four next year.
1: <laughs> OK, I could see that.
0: Uh, and win the, the NFC East and actually make a good run.
1: OK. I'm going to hold you to that. I personally think Trevor Lawrence is going to take a look at Jacksonville and say, nope, I'm going to be back for one more year.
0: That's hilarious. I don't know. Did Jacksonville, like they've, this year, they have tanked with Mm -hmm. style. Like they, they, they haven't tanked like the Jets have. Like the Jets tanked thinking they were going to be good.
1: I'll take this even further. If Jacksonville, I mean, not Jacksonville, if Trevor Lawrence does that, it may be a mistake because you do run run into the risk of actually being drafted by the Jets in the following year. <laughs> Jacksonville's offense and defense really is good enough to if they get a quarterback, they could be competitive. I yeah, really yeah. believe it. And, and I think a general manager, it would be a desirable coach and general manager job. By the way, Urban Meyer might be in the NFL next year. Have you been hearing about that? I have not heard about that. He's getting a lot of calls apparently. And uh the word on the street is he's waiting to see what Trevor Lawrence decides to do. It's probably a good call.
0: Yeah. Probably definitely. a good call. But regardless, Gardner Minshew is the best young quarterback no one's paying attention to. Just just putting it out there.
1: I agree with that. I agree with that. Yeah, he's he's solid. He's just it's just not working right now.
0: Yeah. Uh anything else about the NFL? Or fantasy football or, or anything in that realm.
1: I just I really. Uh, so it, it's a two. I'm in a the money league that I'm in. It's a two week playoff game.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, the first week I'm like, OK, if I'm co- if I go into the second week with about a 40 point lead, yeah. my team is good enough to finish sure. it off. I'm currently down 16 points because Stefan Diggs lost his fucking mind last night. <laughs> so, all the best vibes and well wishes to me. But I'll say, I've done a fantastic, this is one of the best GM jobs I've done in fantasy football, I believe. In your league, my team just fucking fell apart. And it's Christian McCaffrey's fault. <laughs> It's Christian McCaffrey and Austin Eckler. Remember that span of games I was with that Austin Eckler all of a sudden? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And now oh, Ryan Morster. I had all of these guys on the same team. Just fucking listen to that, man. I had three receiving quarterbacks. I mean not quarterback, running backs on the same team together and all three of them were out at one time or
0: another. Yeah, I don't I don't draft Christian McCaffrey. Period. Never again. Like, just, I don't. It, it, it's I respect his talent, and I, and I think he is probably one of the best running backs in the league. Every, but he's going to miss three to five games.
1: Every game he played, he scored 30 points, Sergio. Yep. Every game. It's just Only the ones have that he
0: doesn't three games. play. The, the Only he,
1: three games!
0: The ones he where he didn't play,
1: he got zero <laughs> points. So the average just doesn't work out. I gotta go back, I gotta sign back in, and look at how the championship shook out. But I, I was just looking at you guys' comments and stuff, and it just sounds like it was it was insane. So I gotta check it out.
0: Yeah, yeah, we had a we had an upset. Uh, the the, the top two seeds, like the, the the number two seed, was projected to beat the shit out of everybody. Right. And right, he, I remember that. He just straight up choked in 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 the last. <laughs> After scoring like 207 points two weeks prior, he shit the yeah. bed in the in the playoffs.
1: You know, it's horrible when get the best games before it really, really counts. It's horrible, but my team has been they've been on a consistent roll in the other league, and like they more often than not they give me a big game. All
0: right, all right. Well, let's switch gears. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about movies yes so Please. this year promised to have a whole bunch of cool movies come out uh the the the, the uh theaters are going to be hopping with 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 Marvel movies and DC movies and and all kinds of cool stuff in the summer and all of that shit hit the fan in march when they shut down mm-hmm. theaters now you're in Georgia i'm in yes. Mississippi uh two states that have pretty much said fuck it we're going to go back to normal <laughs> yes so theoretically, and for the past three or four months, I could have went to watch any movie I wanted to because the theaters mm-hmm. have been open here, like nothing's going on. Mm-hmm. How how how
1: how's it going over there? Um, I I <laughs> this is one of the first times. First of time all, I got too many streaming services. <laughs>
2: well,
1: I tell you, I've gotten my worth out of all of it. I have, me and my wife and I are currently on a four day, this will be the fourth day, in, in, in ridiculous binge of thriller and horror movies on Hulu. This is the most I've ever used Hulu, by the way. Really? This is after the multi month binge of a bunch of TV shows. So I've watched The Office from start to finish. Have you ever oh, watched it?
0: I fucking love The Office, man.
1: Who does it, right? And I'm like, Why did this take so long for me to make it around to? But, by the way, Jim and Pam is one of the best love stories ever told on television. I just want to put that out there.
2: All right. All right.
1: I'll I'll back that statement. Pure it it, is comedic gold. But the show does take a turn when Michael Scott leaves. And for a season, you kind of see that they were they probably underestimated how important he was to the show. And Which, you see me on a deep dive to why Steve Carell left. He just said, you know, his contract is up and he may walk away. And nobody from NBC tried to stop him. And it kind of hurt his feelings and he walked away for real. And that kind of led to the end of The Office.
0: Yeah, yeah. But, like, if you go back and actually... Pay attention to why those episodes were weird and bad. It's not uh-huh. because he wasn't there. they changed a lot of things like they did they did. We, like when 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 like the cameramen started to interact with the the, the you know yeah
2: the the, characters the
0: yeah yeah I was just, th- that's where they kind of lost me really? like you're making a different t v show now.
1: I kind of blame Robert California that character oh I think that's <laughs> you, yeah, you, you, that's kind of where. You mean
0: the role that got him the blacklist?
1: It, it, oh, it, that's him in everything, though. And my wife pointed that out to me. I'm like, you know what? He is that weird kind of uh, eccentric villainous type dude. But it was funny seeing... It's like they dropped the character from the blacklist before the blacklist even was created into the office for some reason.
2: Yep, yep.
1: Um And to me, Andy Bernard that character is a great complimentary character. He sh- to me he shouldn't have got as much focus as he did. I think once Michael Scott leaves, you kinda lean into Dwight Schrute's exploits. Which is then this is what they did at the in the final season. You lean into Dwight Schroots' exploits and you lean into a Pam and Jim's relationship and yeah. you keep it going as it is. To me, yeah. that's the only fix I would make. Yeah, I however oh go
0: ahead. I I wasn't a fan of Andy being the boss. Yeah, me neither. You know, but I understand why they did it.
1: Yeah. That episode with or those couple episodes where they're going through the interview process for the new boss and they kept giving different people in the office a chance to be the boss Uh was hilarious. Dwight's short stint as the the boss and him shooting like actually taking a gun out and shooting it in the office, I cried laughing. <laughs> I cried laughing when I saw that, and um, Creed being the boss was absurd. Ah,
0: uh, I love Creed.
1: Yes, um, him going to prison at the end is funny too. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. So we, shit, that's a separate podcast talking about the Office. I could do that all day. Uh, but yeah, so we binged and, and looked at all these movies and stuff. I wanna take a moment to be sad about the movies I didn't get to see that I was really looking forward to seeing this year. Okay. Godzilla vs. King Kong was supposed to come out this year.
2: Yep.
1: Uh No Time to Die. The James Bond movie. was that Supposed to be correct. this year. Yep. Candyman is the one that makes me the saddest. I was really looking forward to what they were gonna do with that. Um, but hey, here we are. Some Hmm. movies ended up going to streaming services. Uh, But a lot of the big ones, like the the next Fast and Furious movie, I just wanted to see how they were going to bring Han back. Uh, But I got to wait another (laughs) year. I got to wait another year to find that out. Black Widow is another one I was looking forward to Um, because it's giving me Winter Soldier vibes. And that's one of my favorite Marvel movies. So, yeah, it was a lot that we lost. But what we got is a mixed bag. Uh, have you watched Mulan?
0: I I have no love for Mulan.
1: Meh, whatever. Anyway. <laughs> there's there's only, a, only
0: three classic Disney movies that I give any shits about. And th- that's The Little Mermaid. Uh, King and Aladdin. That's it.
1: OK, that's fair. Well, that's I don't fair.
0: give a shit about any of the other ones.
1: Um. Mulan was solid. It was a solid movie. It's a pretty good kung fu movie, surprisingly. Jet Li is unrecognizable to the point where I did not know it was Jet Li until the credits came on. It told me it was Jet Li. What? Yes, I did not know that. It was He was unrecognizable. If you see the movie, you're going to be like, I already said Jet Li was in here. I don't see him. And then when the credits hit, you're going to be like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah th- that movie was it was okay i saw a couple other ones there's a horror movie called spell that was supposed to come out in theaters i ended up watching that that was that was pretty decent it had some real gross out horror moments in there mm-hmm. um but yeah it was it was straight oh, what's another one that was supposed to be in theaters that i saw uh, so many but well, no, i won't say so many but there were several um and Netflix, they did pretty well, you know, with their TV shows and movies. But the one, the real main event that I'm building up to here, Wonder Woman 84 came out on HBO Max. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: We're in a year where we didn't get a superhero movie. And, and please correct me if I'm wrong, but we didn't get a superhero movie this year, right? Up until this point.
0: Um, It depends on if, if you say Birds of Prey. Is a super. Oh,
1: I forgot *Mercy*. Pray did come out this year. Okay, yeah. so it's been that long since we had one. I count comic book movie, I guess is a better way of saying it. Wonder Woman 84, the first Wonder Woman is fine to me. It's not amazing. It's not bad. It's just it's fine for what it is. The first two acts, really enjoyed. Last act, uh, nah. You know, special effects all over the place, things like that. Yeah. I wanted to watch it Christmas Day. My wife and daughter decided they wanted to stick with, you know, Christmas movies, things like that. I'll allow it. Here's (laughs) why I think, and keep in mind, I've been watching a lot of movies lately, and I've seen a lot of really good ones. A lot of really good ones. Over the past three or four days, like I said, with the horror and thriller bit, you know, the binge that we've been on. wife and I had to have seen about 10 to 15 movies at this point. I know. Geez. Whoa. Mm -hmm. We're off for the holidays. Screw you (laughs) out. But we've seen a lot. Sergio, I'm not lying when I say this next statement. And I've seen some movies that are Hulu originals that are kind of low budget, things like that. None of the other movies I saw are worse than Wonder
2: Woman 84. Wow.
1: It was the least entertaining movie of all those movies that we've watched. Okay. Wonder Woman 84, the previews I liked. Didn't give me hype, because like I said, I the first one was just okay to me. When I start watching this movie, I enjoyed the opening. But the Amazon Olympics, I thought that was really cool. And I thought mm-hmm. the lesson that they taught at the end of that was cool. But I'm like, okay, where are we going to see this again? The movie starts, the whole mall fight scene, super corny. But I get the vibe they were going for. They were going for the the um, original Superman movie vibe. Remember those? With Christopher Reeve?
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: I, they kind of were going with that corny... Vibe. you know just you got this just,
0: guy. just just wonder woman superheroing is is, is, is exactly. what i got out of that yeah
1: yeah after that point it kind of falls apart i don't know if you'll agree with me i find out once i'm, I'm done but it kind of it kind of just i don't think they leaned as much as into her being a superhero Or oh, well hold on they lean more to me into her being like Superman than they did her being Wonder Woman to me, in a way. Wonder Woman has always had this kind of edge that Superman didn't have. And I didn't see that with Wonder Woman. And I guess my critique is more so from a comic book perspective in that regard. As far as entertainment, it was missing the action that you would expect with a superhero movie. The, the set pieces were okay like the the whole uh the herd going against the the uh convoy
2: yeah.
1: in Saudi Arabia I enjoyed that action scene it it had a couple issues in some parts but mostly enjoyed it the CGI for cheetah is not good and I it didn't, I didn't mind that didn't mind that. At, well that's the reason it was dark. If you got good CGI, you're just going to lighten that thing up and let people see it. (laughs) I didn't care for it. And then the resolution of that fight with her electrocuting her. She apologized first and then electrocuted her. And I'm like, you've been punching this lady the whole fight. Why are you apologizing now for knocking her the fuck out? You know, it would have been one thing if she just went ahead and killed her. Max Lord, uh, what's his name? I know his last name is Pascal. Pedro. I love him. Okay. Ever since I saw him in Game of Thrones, I've been mm-hmm. a, a fan of that guy. To me, he brings and he brings a, a I'll say a game to the movie. Uh, and Christian Wig to me was good as as Cheetah. When you get to the big, uh, the final quote unquote battle, and you get to that point where you know, his master plan is unfolding and all that kind of stuff. I don't feel it. And maybe I'm spoiled on on villains like Thanos and Killmonger and uh, Vulture from Far From Home. Maybe I enjoy those villains a little bit too much and their motivations. But I couldn't. The guy was a loser, right? We can agree on that. I he, I would not even say that.
0: He, because he, because he 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 comes ahead. into this he comes into the story as this charismatic salesperson like he right. he has he's famous like he's he's not that much of a loser he's just
1: uh, he's locally famous I give him that mm, yeah maybe yeah okay but he, he he's an underachiever how about that he feels that he is underachieved. well that's he put all that shit on himself <laughs> yeah exactly his thing was. Okay, I'm going to become this wishing well and I'm going to grant people's wishes, but I'm going to further my own stuff. And it's really to exalt me and to make me feel like I'm the man. My son be damned, the world be damned. I don't care about any of that. It's about me. And he just leans in and, and basically becomes this. The genie, he was Jafar from Aladdin, right? Yeah, yeah. I just, I didn't, I didn't like his, I didn't care for his motivation and where he was coming from. And then the inconsistencies with how the wishing stone, the dream stone worked, didn't work for me as well. So it was the lack of action. The story kind of gets mumbled. The logic in the story gets mumbled together and all that kind of stuff. And it, it just, I don't know. I just wasn't feeling it. And I'm really looking forward to seeing your perspective on this.
0: See, I I I know the problem that you had with this movie, and it's it's really easy to uh to to sum it up in like one statement. Uh, you, Jarius Thomas, uh-huh. you um you've been spoiled by having movies make sense your whole life.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm not alone. All right, go ahead. Yeah,
0: yeah, like it it was convoluted. It like the the stone didn't make sense. The the rules as to the wishes didn't make sense. The his motivation for doing it didn't make sense. The like the you lose the thing you love the most thing didn't make sense. It it, it was boring. It was pigeon like shoehorned into the eighties. Steve Trevor should should never have even been there. They tried to double dip the whole fish out of water thing. Like it's yeah. the movie's a mess. The movie's a fucking it mess.
1: It is. It is a mess. And and then when you go back to those early reviews or the early reactions on Twitter, basically saying, oh, this movie is, is a lot of fun. And, and, you know, it's something that we need right now in the world and all this kind of shit. And I'm like, okay, you know, I'm with this. But then when I get it, and I'm like, what What the hell with these guys watching? But from my understanding, it has the quickest drop in tomato ratings in a long time. Uh, Rotten right, Tomato ratings. I think it started off at like a 90 something. And then when everybody else, the other critics actually saw the movie and reviewed it, it dipped down to like 59, if I'm not yeah. mistaken. Yeah, yeah. There's a it, reason it, for that. It lost its fresh. Yeah, very quickly. <laughs> very quickly. And I'm just... What what are we doing here, WB? What are we doing here? Why is Aquaman still the best DC movie? That makes uh, no sense. No, it's not. No, it's, it's which not. one is better? It's which one is better? Shazam, I'm not saying is, good better than,
0: Shazam is better than Shazam is better than
1: Aquaman. Uh, I okay, I'll allow it. Birds allow of Prey it. is better than Aquaman. I know nah, to me, Aquaman was better than Birds of Prey, not by much, but it is better than Birds of Prey. I, I tell you what. Aquaman is definitely okay. Take out what I just said. Why is Aquaman better than Justice League, Batman versus Superman, and Wonder Woman 1984? That makes no sense.
0: It doesn't make any sense.
1: That makes no <laughs> sense. It what? It, I don't understand what it is that they want. And then when I went back, there's an article I saw that it said seven what the fuck moments from, uh of Wonder Woman 84. Patty Jenkins, her explanation of Stephen Trevor and how he came back, and uh, and what happens with Cheetah at the end of the movie, and why mm-hmm. it's kind of you're not sure, uh, it, you know where she stands. Her explanation is ridiculous for both of those. And then to hear that WB wanted more action in the movie and she said no. What? Why are we in a superhero movie, if not for the action, right? True, true. But at the same time, if you're not going to give me action, give me a coherent story, right? Right, right. Just one of the two, please. Don't suck at both. <laughs> don't, <laughs> don't ruin both of them. It was like it was a slog to get through that movie. But the longer you think about it, the worse it is why did Steven Trevor come back? For no other purpose than to do the the fish-out-of-water thing that you brought up. Mm -hmm. And the logic of him coming back, okay, if the Dreamstone is virtually limitless, why not bring him back in his own body? If your excuse is then, his body was destroyed in a plane crash, then how did a fucking wall get to be resurrected when the Dreamstone, when the wish was made for the Dreamstone to restore that particular country to its power and a wall surrounded it that had been torn down ages ago. You see what I'm saying? The rules just don't make sense.
2: Yeah, yeah.
1: And that movie, that movie is abysmal. And they greenlit Wonder Woman four. But they greenlit it because of the streams, not because people actually want it. <laughs> Well, the
0: thing is, is <laughs> I want Wonder Woman 3. Like, I want that movie to exist. I just want it to be good. Like, I have nothing it's against the Wonder just, Woman character.
1: It is just, and I love, like, the Wonder Woman that I really want. And I was excited about the possibility of seeing when it, the first Wonder Woman was was uh, announced. At, I want the Wonder Woman that I saw wrap a lasso around an alternate world version of herself and do a Billy to Billy suplex on when they were fighting. Mm-hmm. I want the Wonder Woman who, who uh, Batman had in, you know, him and his contingency plans had a contingency plan for every justice league member. And when he opened the, the briefcase for uh, Superman it's a beacon that calls Wonder Woman to come fight Superman and it has like a kryptonite stone inside of it. And when Wonder Woman asks why me, he says, not only are you the one that's strong enough to actually you know, go toe-to-toe with him, unlike the rest of us, you're not afraid to go ahead and kill him. Right? Yeah. I want the Wonder Woman who in the comics who was faced with Max Lord, rap Max Lord in The Last of Truth when he was doing or accomplishing a similar plan to what was in the movie, and she snapped his neck to stop him. That's the Wonder Woman that I'm looking for. I I love where they started it with this particular Wonder Woman. However, a difference between her and Superman and Batman is, at the end of the day, she's a warrior, right? Mm-hmm. She understands what it takes to to stop a threat. She's not hesitant to make the decision that needs to be made in that moment, and she's also, as far as you know, the the empowerment side of things. The men fear and respect her at the same time. Her peers, Wonder Woman is a symbol of hope. Don't get me wrong with that, but at the same time, it seems like. You've assigned the personality Superman should have to her, and Superman is just this sad, depressed superhero. On the other end, in the same universe, like I, I want, I want them to just. One thing I do like, I like that she's uh, aware of collateral damage and that she tries to save other people. That's something that Superman doesn't do in those Batman versus Superman movies and Man of Steel and so on. I like that they should keep that. But Wonder Woman needs an edge. That's what I'm getting at. They're missing that from the character. And if you're gonna take that away, at least have a good story to put this character in. And they they're failing to do that. I think Patty Jenkins may have believed her own hype with this one. And it's a mess.
0: I wholeheartedly agree. Uh, and and to to get more of a more of the reality breached um, opinion on that, we just did an episode on that. Like just it's like scroll down on the feed, one more episode, and there it is.
1: Yeah, I'm definitely gonna check that out. But yeah, that's my whole thing. Just as far as movies, they did what they can. They could. Um, I wonder how long this WB initiative to release it. 21 movies. Uh, on HBO Max and theaters at the same time. I wonder how long that's going to go. I see Dune won their battle with them. And Dune will be exclusively released in theaters. Uh, but so far, it looks like the rest of them are still going to go on HBO Max. And HBO Max is actually going to get exclusive superhero movies as well.
0: Yeah. this uh, They talk a big game. And yeah. I'm sure they do intend on following through, but ultimately as soon as the country is comfortable going back to movie theaters it's going to be completely moot
2: yep they're
0: they're they're gonna they're gonna pull back because hbo max will turn into the secondary revenue stream that it was initially designed to be
1: yep i i do believe that also i did go to the movie theaters once uh post pandemic or during the pandemic and i went to see freaky Starring Vince Vaughn. <laughs> I heard that was good. movie theater was empty. My wife and my kid, we all went. Uh, got to, It was, like, as far as the way they handled everything, AMC theaters, who I hope survives all of this because I like AMC theaters, um, they did a good job as far as that's concerned. But the, the theater as a whole was empty, not just the screen, but the theater. Uh, and we just sat there and enjoyed and freaky was a good movie. It was like they they took the Freaky Friday concept and the movie actually plays out like a Freaky Friday movie as well. And yeah, it's it's by the same dudes who did Happy Death Day. Have you watched it?
0: Happy Death Day. I've heard of that.
1: Check that out. That is a spin on Groundhog Day. It seems like they're taking these old 80s, 70s and 80s movies. In their concepts and adding horror elements to them. Oh, that's cool. Um, yeah, so check out Happy Death Day and the second one. Both of them are pretty good. And whenever Freak is available to you, check that out, too. I enjoyed that. Cool, cool.
0: Well, we have one more topic, mm-hmm. uh, but I do want to ask you one more question about movies. What is – I, I know this is kind of springing this on you at the last minute, but taking everything into consideration, what's the best movie you saw this year?
1: Oh man yeah you definitely sprung that on me <laughs> uh, it's a movie I it, just talked to somebody about this other day uh the black box it was a Amazon original and it was uh made it Bloomhouse had a, a agreement with Amazon to give them four movies and it's one of those four movies the other three are just okay Black box is it's a sci-fi movie and it's about this guy who had this terrible accident and he uh it it did damage to his his personality and Mm -hmm. he goes to visit this doctor to try and go through a therapy that will help him. It, it gave him like short-term memory loss. He has bursts of aggression sometimes and, and things like that. And He goes to this doctor for help and she hooks him up to this thing that's kind of like the Matrix. Uh, but it, it's called the Black Box and it allows him to go into his psyche and kind of unravel where his personality or his former self is hidden. And that's all I can tell you about the movie. But it has one of the coolest concepts and the execution of the twist and where they go with it is very well done. I was pleasantly surprised and yeah, it's it's the best movie I've seen this year.
0: Awesome. I have never even heard of that.
1: Yeah, de- I, I definitely check that out and get back to me. Okay. Alright.
0: Uh the best movie I saw this year was Extraction.
1: I loved Extraction. <laughs>
0: Like, close second would be the new Bill and Ted, but that's a completely different conversation. Oh, uh, I never okay. thought a Bill and Ted movie would make me cry, but here we are. Really?
1: 2020. Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, so, well, if we're doing a um, kind of a second place, Soul really got me. Soul was one of the best movies. Uh, like, I have not that watched that one
0: yet. I, really I, it's on my list.
1: Yeah, I love the the story and the execution, the voice acting, all of it. Oddly enough, uh, Felicia Rashad is in both of those movies, Soul and the Black Box. Oh, cool. Okay, okay.
0: I think we we've been so nice to 2020 so far. Like, there's got to be something that was a shit show this year (laughs) that we can close out the show on.
2: Hmm. Maybe videos. let's let's
0: talk about video games, Jarius. Uh, here we go. So <clears throat> everything everything was cancelled this year, except for the most obvious things that you would expect to be expect to be canceled, and that is the launch of the PS5 and Xbox Series X slash uh, S. Both of those were shit shows. There, there weren't enough of them to go around. Everyone wanted <laughs> As one. Always. Uh, there were no games for either one, yet the resellers were, you know, making thousands of dollars, you know, mm-hmm. selling to 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 what suckers? Suckers, I guess, would be the best way to put it. Yeah. Uh, and <clears throat> games that had been delayed for years are now coming out. Uh, pr- most notably, uh, Cyberpunk 2077. Dude. And I, I don't know if a game at least in the, the recent history, has been so unbelievably hyped pre-release mm-hmm. th- as Cyberpunk was. I've uh, not... We were, yeah, literally seeing ads, like, full-on ads for it a year in advance.
1: Mm-hmm. I don't know if I've seen a game met with such disdain that was so hyped. I can think time. of
0: one. I can think of one. Give it to me. Uh, No Man's Sky.
1: <laughs> but it was like a roast session, really. Like people were bad but No Man's Sky was more of a roast session. Like it's something that you poke fun at, and eventually, and from the last thing I've heard about it, it's a really good game now. Yeah, if
0: they eventually cashed in on all their promises,
1: it just took yeah, them yeah. years. Yeah, yeah. Which, if that's the case, just take three years it takes to continue to develop it and shut up, right? You'd think. Yeah. Well, that sounds like what Cyberpunk 2077 uh, should have done. Dude, I've been laughing at message boards, at articles, all of that stuff when it comes to this game. I feel the same way about Cyberpunk 2077 that I felt about Wonder Woman's early reviews. I think some reviewers went into here and into this thing loving the hype or believing in the hype of the game ahead of time and saying to themselves, I can forgive these issues. This game is awesome. And that's just the end of it. When the reviewers or other people like, you know, YouTubers and things like that, when they got in and they played it. Unbiased, without the hype, that's where you get a true scope of what the game was. I'm gonna tell you, and like I look at reviews, videos, and all that kind of stuff, just to see what other people think and kind of compare it to what I see and what I feel about it. I had no intention to get inside Part 2077, mm-hmm. but I like to I like to track games. I enjoy, you know, hearing about games, reading about them, and things like that. When I heard a reviewer say they didn't allow us to review the PS4 and Xbox one versions of the game. I knew some bullshit was afoot. That was the first thing. And and I'm going
0: to, I'm going to stop you there. Go ahead. That's that's not a new practice. It's not. It's not like, like, like Bethesda doesn't even send out review copies anymore. They're like, fuck it. Right. Like if you're, you can buy it just like all of the other people and review it when it's out.
1: Right. I understand it. It's just like with with this particular game and the pride and and honestly, there's some shit talking about this game. You <laughs> would think you would think that they were like, "Oh, we're gonna unleash this cracking on the world, right?" On every platform, that was one thing. The other thing was I heard reviewers say game. There were several game breaking or game stopping bugs, but if you can look beyond that, it's a good experience. (laughs) I'm like, okay. There are other game series or games that have come out. One of which I can think of off the top of my head is Batman uh, uh,
0: Arkham Arkham uh, Knight?
1: No, not that one. It was one that kind of, that was made by WB Montreal. It's kind of the black sheep of the series. Oh, Arkham Origins? Yes, the one that was set in Christmas.
2: That game did have (laughs)
1: bugs. Don't get me wrong, it had bugs. It's honestly, I really enjoyed the story of that game. Like, I had fun playing it. But I remember that being from the same website. I know it's not the same reviewer, but still, that being a negative strike against that game. And this one is kind of like, it's one of those things, if you can get over it, this game is a 9 out of 10. What? (laughs) <laughs> Dude,
0: that's a like, hell of an asterisk.
1: Right, like no, that's not how it should work. Which gets me to my point here, man. They clearly develop or or in I go to you for video game talk, okay? Is it is it um is it fair to say they focus building on this thing on PC, PS five and and Xbox Series X? Over the base platforms, because those platforms could actually deliver what it is they were trying to do. Is that fair to say? Uh,
0: half of what you just said, I would say, is fair.
1: Okay, what's the uh, half? It's
0: they, fair yes, the, the, they absolutely focused on the PC version of this game. Okay, uh, gotcha. The, the, technically, the Xbox Series X and the PlayStation 5 version aren't even out yet.
1: Right. Oh, yeah, that's right. It's a, uh, yeah. You can play the PS4 and Xbox games on the, um, I forgot about that, on the Xbox and PS5 versions, but their versions are coming later,
0: right? Yeah, yeah. And <laughs> okay. I, I I feel like they were full-on developing these for PS4 and Xbox One for years, because it's, it's been five years since The Witcher 3 came out.
1: Right, and, and that was the next game.
0: Yeah, yeah, and and they're like, okay, well, this is going to be an Xbox One, PS4 game, whatever, and then it gets you know, years pass, years pass, and it becomes very obvious they're not going <laughs> to hit their target release window, which is while those platforms are still relevant platforms.
1: Exactly.
0: So they're they they, they they I'm sure they had a meeting, a really important fucking meeting with somebody who makes a lot <laughs> of money, and they said we want to delay this a year and cancel the PlayStation 4 and Xbox One versions. That conversation happened and somebody Mm -hmm. who makes a lot of fucking money said, we can't do that. Yeah. We can't do that. We have too many pre-orders in already. We cannot refund all these people for something. You're just going to have to do it.
1: Could you imagine how that would have gone if they said we need another year for this? Uh, And as an aside, I've been in project management I've seen situations where somebody overpromised and that person that overpromised isn't the person that's working or actually doing the work. Right. I felt bad for those developers when all this stuff came out. And then and they defended themselves. They blamed it on management and said, Hey, we were met with these unreasonable deadlines and we told them we needed more time. Uh, then I heard that you get the crunch stories and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. I felt bad for those guys because I've been in that situation, not to this extent, but I've been in that situation before. Yeah. The th- and <laughs> the sad part is, is,
0: if PlayStation 5 and if the PS5 and Xbox Series X versions rolled out at the exact same time mm-hmm. and they, there was like an official next gen version of this game out right now, I mm-hmm. don't think the the... I don't think the heat would be as hot on them, because, it's yeah, like like you're looking at two you have two options you can play it on pc, which most people can't just play it on pc, right. or you can play a shit version on <laughs> console like those are your two options right now, and yeah. if you had a different console option that was clearly the better one, mm-hmm. like no one no one is like, oh, well, you should play it on PlayStation 4, huh? That's where the real experience is. Like, when you oh, have a yeah. game that straddles two generations, the older generation just gets ignored.
1: Yes. And that's Period. how it's always been. You can look at that's 2K. That's how it's always been. You can look at 2K. It's always been that way. I you understand. Can look,
0: you can look back at old Tony Hawk games. Yeah. Like, Tony Hawk 4 came out on like PlayStation 1. And PlayStation 2, but no one <laughs> played on PlayStation 1.
1: Nobody played on PlayStation 1.
0: Yeah, so if they day and date had a PlayStation 5 version of this game out that was close to, if not equal to, the the uh, PC version, PCs. this would be a non-starter.
1: Yep, yep, it would. And then on top of that, you get to, you remember the last delay and how fans went nuts? I believe that was in. September Or was it October? One of them. That that last delay, I remember how crazy people went over that. And they were like, is this game just never going to come out? Like, tell us something. And I think that, I think, you know, people were laughing. And if, if you look at the Cyberpunk Twitter page, right before they announced the delay, they told somebody the game is definitely coming out in that, uh whatever that time frame was at the time. And, and it's like, you, you're just you're just telling these people, you're, look, yeah, we're going to have it out. It, it's, you're getting crushed by your ambitions at this point.
0: Your, your social media team needs to be in those meetings. They,
1: <laughs> And then they said they did it to even out the bugs and get rid of the bugs.
0: You're not going to – it was it, it was like a 30-day delay. Like it wasn't even
1: No, exactly. – you're not going to
0: fix the bugs in a game in 30 days?
1: Dude, it was all bad from a PR standpoint. It was just all bad. They just kept promising and doing all this kind of stuff. And then you had the refund fiasco oh, where God. Microsoft and Sony were unaware that they had promised people that – And did not run it by them to the point where Sony said, "Okay, we'll refund you. We're taking Cyberpunk off of the PlayStation store.
0: Yeah, which which I don't think it can be overstated how monumental of a move that is.
1: My balls on the wall. I mean,
0: Sony's like, yeah, we'll do your stupid little refunds, but also you can't profit on this game until you fucking fix it.
1: I don't know if any any developer has made Saudi that mad, right? (laughs) Like, (laughs) like, you know what? No, take this shit off. We're tired of dealing with it. Get your shit together and come back. That's huge. in in
0: in in the in the digital age, I wouldn't say anyone has 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 crossed that line. Uh, prior to the digital age, the closest thing that I can think of is like the hot coffee controversy. Controversy. Uh, yeah,
1: yeah, that was crazy. Where,
0: where, where GTA had to be pulled from shelves because it got an AO rating.
1: Yeah, yeah, that was nuts. <laughs> um, wow. And but yeah, just just thinking back on it now, there's a class action lawsuit against them. Um, that's involving like a, a bunch of people and Cyberpunk, CD Projekt Red is saying they're gonna they're gonna battle against that, and it's just it's just a mess, man. And Again, you, you're over promising. You're overpromising with with that when you put yourself in their position. It just it just I mean, it fell apart from there, man. But as twenty twenty has been full of of you know, a lot of downs. And surprisingly this episode became about the ups, but we stuck some down in there. And as yeah. far as video games is concerned, yeah, they definitely <laughs> that's definitely <laughs> down for people who are looking forward to that game.
0: What 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 really bothers me is like if you were hyped about this game, I'm not saying you, this is obviously the royal you. If you were hyped about this game, it's your fault. For being <laughs> one one for putting the pressure on CD Projekt Red and two for having the expectation that they're going to bend to your will, lowly gamer. Like just wait for the fucking game to come out. Like we do it for Nintendo all the time. Nintendo does not give a fuck about
1: yeah, how hype you are
0: about a game. They're just gonna delay it if they need to.
1: And they're gonna release a good product, a complete yeah. game, for one thing. I yeah. want to tell you another company that has done a good job of of getting hype but not being ridiculous. And that's uh Capcom with Resident Evil 8. To me, the little droplets and teases that they do they're not coming in telling you what's going to be in the game, how the game is going to work, or anything like that. They're just saying here, we're working on this. Here's a screenshot to get you excited about it. You mean
0: you mean they're not going to pay Keanu Reeves to jump on a stage <sighs> to announce that he's in the game? Like
1: just just think back on all the shit that they pulled, all of the shit that they pulled, and and to me, less is more. Look at Rockstar and how they handle Red Dead and, and GTA when a new one is coming out. They just tell you, hey, we're working on it. You don't hear them from them for years, and then they come back, drop a trailer, and then tell you it's gonna be another year before it comes out. Yeah. Oh yeah. And and when it's out, it's it's it runs smoothly. Even you know those those games, and I'm really excited to see what Rockstar is able to do with this new technology. Uh, They're going to
2: do
0: nothing. They're just going to keep making GTA online and printing money for the rest of time.
1: Yeah. To be honest, they don't even have to release another GTA the way money is flowing for, <laughs> for Grand Theft yeah. Auto 5. I, I don't know another console game that has had this lifespan.
0: M- Minecraft.
1: Yep, that's it. Minecraft. That's yep. the one. That's, that's it, the one. <laughs> it is an impressive lifespan. Like, GTA 5. Came out originally on PS3 and Xbox 360, not 360. Uh,
0: yeah. yeah, yeah, Xbox 360. Yeah. Yes,
1: it came out on 360, and it's still relevant. It's still playing. It has spanned three generations because I know people are playing it on PS5 now and uh, Xbox Series X. And it's it's
0: still so relevant that Sony was it Sony or Microsoft? They chose to lead with Grand Theft Auto 5 in like. <laughs> press conference for their new console
1: yeah nah, that that is like that's incredible and them going online it really just it, i know they're taking away from other fan bases like or gamers like some gamers probably can't even get into newer online games because they're still playing Grand Theft Auto v.
0: yes you're absolutely right
1: it's impressive it, it is an impressive run by the way fuck ea Here's why. EA said that Madden 21 on PS4 and Xbox Series X was not Series X, One uh, X, was not good graphically or, or it didn't have any real features because they were focusing on the PS5 and the Series X versions. Only for those versions to come out and be identical to the prior generation.
2: <laughs>
1: Screw those guys. man. They need to get this shit together.
0: That, that, that's see, uh, there aren't very many situations where I agree with the with the statement that competition breeds innovation. Yep. But there are no other football games on the block because yep. of the exclusivity deal. So
1: and, and they, it, it, it
0: doesn't nice. have to be good. It's the only game.
1: Yeah, I believe part of that has run out because 2K is going to make a new football NFL game. But nope. I think it's gonna be R K E or something like that. I've I read this somewhere. Um, but how long do we have with that deal? That maybe somebody else can step in here.
0: The, oh, you mean the Madden deal? Yeah. It's. I think they re-upped it for another ten years or something. Like uh, it's, so it's almost in perpetuity. Like they don't deal <laughs> with that. It's and the NFL. The The thing is, is the NFL is pro exclusivity. Like they, they're all about having a singular message and uh, everyone being on the same page yeah
1: Jeez. Jeez, EA. what happened then they'll turn around and put out a gem like uh titanfall 2 or something like that you'd be like okay they still are capable of making games and not fucking people over but yeah screw them uh (laughs) also do we discuss politics any on
0: here? We we can. Yeah, I
1: love but it.
0: I, I, I'm 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 going to throw my 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 generic um. Reality breached is not <laughs> a political podcast. Right. Uh. So. Your PSA. Yeah, my PSA. We're not a political podcast, but every once in a while we dabble. Yeah. Jarius, what you got to say?
1: Dude. I'm going to miss Donald Trump because he was hilarious. Okay. You're not going to leave anymore. dude. That dude is funny. I Well, you know what? I do want to see his post presidential life. But the fact that he still has not conceded is hilarious to me, man. It's like, petty. It, he,
0: it's the it most petty so thing pit. ever.
1: It is so petty, man. And, like, I remember it's petty to the point where. He said the only reason Joe Biden won was because of this. And Joe Biden won started trending. And people were tagging him or tweeting him and telling him, so you admit it, right? You could see. (laughs) It was so funny. And it's like, if he was the president in any other generation, he wouldn't feel the heat of the regular people the way he does here. We can catch him on Twitter at 3 o'clock in the morning if we wanted to and just harass him, right? But he's just such, he was such a funny president. The situation overall wasn't funny, but just, you know, we're going to look back and think about the gems he gave us, <laughs> the pure comedy he gave us during his time. I have never found politics this entertaining. And I will miss that part of it just to see the crazy shit he says and does and how he looks on camera I'm gonna miss that kind of stuff but I'm happy that this is over mm-hmm. with him like i'm I'm happy that we can kind of we can kind of take some of this stuff seriously again but he has definitely changed the political landscape going forward
0: yeah yeah it it yeah. like. It's going to be so nice to, like, wake up and check the news and you just assume that it's not the fuck did the president do yesterday. Exactly. Oh, while you were sleeping. While you were sleeping, here are the people he's yelling at on Twitter. Like, it's going to be so nice to just have a regular-ass
1: president. The one thing I'm going to remember is, in all caps, him tweeting, stop the (laughs) count. Exactly. You want to stop democracy?
0: Stop democracy.
1: <laughs> stop it! Just stop it! Why are we stop counting? No, we can't do that. That dude, that dude really thought he's gonna turn this into a dictatorship. Cause that's where he was headed. Like he was acting real, real foreign dictatorish. <laughs> All right, I hear. that man said stop the count. I cried laughing, man. That was pure comedy to me. Yeah.
0: And, and I, I, like, truly believe that he was doing it without realizing he was doing it. Like, he's so yeah, oh. narcissistic and, and, and so self-serving that he did not realize that all of his behavior lined directly up with dictators.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely.
0: He's like, I just get what – I've always gotten what I wanted. Why should that stop now that I'm president?
1: Some uh, – there was a lady. Uh, she tweeted out. And she said Trump is is uh, now realizing that for once he's met with a challenge that his money can't solve, and he can't buy his way back into the White House. He can't pay off anybody who you know who has an issue with something he's done. He only could watch helplessly as he lost that election. And I thought that was a perfect, profound way to put. Where he is mentally with everything.
0: Yeah. Yeah. But it didn't stop him at the very last second from literally robbing the pockets of his supporters by asking them to d- donate to, like, the recount fund <laughs> and then pocketing the fucking money.
1: That dude is something else, man. He is something else. Wild.
0: Incredible. <laughs> fucking wild. Well, 2020, I, we're not going to miss you. Nah. Uh, ho- hopefully, now that there's a vaccine kicking around, uh, we can get back to some sort of version of normal in 2021.
1: Yeah. And I'll, on an episode of 2021, when I'm on, you know, Lord saying the same, I'm going to be like, hey, remember that crazy-ass time when we couldn't go outside? <laughs> You know, it's going to be one of those things like, hey, imagine babies like they come in the future. And you got to sit there and tell them about this shit and be like, hey, man, it was real Mad Max Beyond Thunderdome shit going on around here. man. <laughs> like, of course, we're going to embellish what actually happened. But it's that it's this whole year has been surreal. Have you ever seen the Match.com commercial with the devil in 2020? Yeah, get together? <laughs> that was written that, by Ryan I, Reynolds. <laughs> is that not fantastic
0: yeah yeah it's fantastic
1: i love the commercial when i saw it i bust out and i rushed downstairs and showed it to my wife i'm like you gotta watch this like when
0: i had adulthood you know like i i have a six week old six week old yeah i've got a i've got a brand new baby right
1: congratulations
0: and when i became an adult i 9-11 happened when I was like 18, 17, something like that. And I always thought that was going to be the most fucked up thing that I would have to explain to my kids.
2: <laughs>
0: and while it's up there, while it is you know, top three, mm-hmm. 2020, the, the the entirety of 2020 might have overtaken that as the yeah. most fucked up thing that has happened in my lifetime. Yeah,
1: The thing is, you're gonna have you're gonna have people supporting it too like oh yeah all this stuff happened and that kid's are gonna be like what <laughs> <laughs> yeah like man, I can't, I can't lie about that but yeah it's oh god if we can just continue to hold the aliens at bay and keep godzilla from rising out of the Pacific Shit. Ocean.
0: aliens don't want anything I, to
1: do with us what are you <laughs> talking about I, I i think we'll be okay in 2021
0: All right, all right. Well, Jarius, where can people find you?
1: You can find me on The Unapologetic Geek on Facebook and The Unapologetic EXP on Instagram. I'm actually taking a bit of a social media break, but I'm going to be coming back soon.
0: Exciting, exciting. Uh, I know I follow you. Everyone else should. Thank you. I appreciate Um, that. As for Reality Breached, uh f- first i want to thank Jarius for being on the show today always a pleasure of and course, I, 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 I i can't wait to see our our nfl predictions come true
1: <laughs> that garden mission one is the one that has me excited honestly I, i've been <laughs> thinking about it on and off during the podcast i'm like what the fuck what did that happen <laughs> <laughs>
0: No, we're going to listen to this in four years after Josh Allen wins three back-to-back Super Bowls. We <laughs> were like, we were right!
1: We were right! He was the guy! It's him! It's him!
0: Uh, it's for Reality Breached. Uh, Stay tuned into the new year. We got all kinds of stuff coming. Uh. It, including uh, more and more Shellheads episodes over on the Shellheads feed. Uh, Me and Reed are going to finally finish uh, debriefing and cocktails. We're going to knock out the rest of those uh, Bond movies. Uh, I'm sure the Black Pocket will be coming back soon enough. Uh, Dead Scene Kids are going strong. We have all kinds of stuff coming in 2021. Uh, And I want to thank everyone for listening. Uh, Tune in next year. For Jarius Thomas, I'm Sergio Lugo. Don't forget, get the (laughs) ransom, shoot the hostage. We'll see you in 2021. for listening to Reality Breached. Be sure to check out our other great shows like the Black Pocket Podcast, Shellheads, and Dead Scene Kids. All available on realitybreached.com.